Okay, so yesterday we went deeper into the question of the Friedrich of Mimer. The question of Mimer again is why the Jewish people being called by the name Tzavois if that's not the name of the revelation that happened at that time. The revelation of Hashem in time of Meshach Rabbeinu, time of Mitzrayim, was from Yudke Vavke, a very high-level revelation. And the question is, if that's true, then the Jewish people's spiritual standing reflected whatever revelation Hashem was giving them. So that's why we are trying to figure out why, why the name Tzvoyis, that wasn't the revelation. Now that's just a question with words. Yeah, why why are we call the name Tzavos when we're at the name of we're, we're, we're at the level of Atzilus? So, so Tzavos is Bria, Havai is Atzilus. The revelation at the time of Meshach Rabbeinu was Atzilus. So why weren't we up there? Why weren't we up there? Why are we call the name So we explained at length yesterday the inner meaning of the question: how every name of Hashem um, is about a different kind of revelation. Yudke Vavke is about the infinite light of Hashem itself, the light within the vessels. All of the names of Hashem um, are about the light of Hashem as it's seen from the inside of the vessel. And the name Tzavos is about how, the, how just like on the outside of a, of a cup, it's, it's the purpose of the outside of the cup is to pour it, so too the name Tzavos is about how godliness projects into Hashem's greatness in the world of Bria. How Hashem's infinite power is seen by Hashem creating all these souls and angels who are constantly in a state of rapture and attachment to Him. Why are we keeping Kuhu and Hatzilus? Who's Tahor? Oh, so, um, so, so, so we discussed yesterday that, that there's four kinds of names. There's the name of the essence, there's a descriptive name, there's a name that's given because as a nickname, and there's a name that's given because of something that, you, that has to do with a more of what, what, what happened than describing yourself. So we said that Shem HaToyar and Shem HaEtzem um, refer to, respectively, the light and the vessel. If you describe someone as a, a wise man and you were describing them using a name that described their essence, you would be describing their soul. If you were describing them, not describing their essence, you would be describing their brain power. And we learned how the inner meaning of the words, God gives wisdom to the wise, that there are the people which are capable of wisdom, and then they, Hashem gives them light in their, in their mind so that they actually are able to uh, absorb that wisdom. But, but at, at, at once, once that happens, it, it's hard to distinguish between the light and the vessels because light and the vessel become, becomes one. So... The other names of Hashem uh, are the inner, they are, they are about the inner part of the vessel, versus Yudke Vavke is about the light within the vessel. So it's hard to distinguish between Yudke Vavke and the other names of Hashem because they are, um, they, they, become, they become one. That's why we find in Tanakh the, the expression Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem uh, Tzavois, Hashem Elokim. Hashem's name is, is used with all other names because there's no real separation between them because the light of Hashem fills the vessel. So if the name of Hashem that you're using, let's say, is referring to the inner dimension of the vessel, 
and that's one with a light within the vessel, so what, there's, no, there's no real distinction between them. Although, technically, one is geography, one is describing the, 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 the inside of the vessel, one's describing the, the light itself, but the, the, they, they converge. Versus the name's voice, which is about Hashem's greatness in the world of Bria, that's a whole different thing. That, that's a title that's given because of Hashem's greatness as it's seen in the world of Bria. So Moshe and his generation, although they lived in Egypt, they were living with Moshe Rabbeinu in the world of Atzilus, and therefore we had this question, what's a pshat, what, why is it that we are um, calling the Jewish people at that time by the name's voice? That's the inner meaning of the question, that's the depth of the question. Now let's go to the answer. Uh, oh, so you asked why is it Dafka Atzilus? Um, I don't know why you're saying that. The, the, the light of Hashem as it comes in the vessels. Light of Hashem as it comes in, as, as it's contracted in the vessels of Atzilus. Hashem is Chesed. Hashem is Chesed. Hashem is Gvura. Where do we... Okay, so the word essence, that's what's bothering you. The word essence refers to God's essence. And we're using the word Shema Etzim, describing something which isn't God's essence. So, yes, Yudke Vavke does refer to God's essence itself, not just, not just to the way Hashem's light is in the vessels, but um, the <laughs> there's another title, uh, another kind of name, which is called Shem Mushal, borrow name. It's not really a name. So, I don't know, I'm just saying... I'm, I'm just convoluting everything by saying that, uh, yes, you're right, if we, would, we, we, if we were to be very scientific about, about the words, name of the essence, we couldn't really use Yukivavke in Atsilus, because it's not describing really God's essence, you're right. But in relevance to the uh, descriptive name and the name of Hash, the impact of, of the Pu'ula um, and Kinoi, this is Shema Etzim. It's the essence of the, of, of the um, vessel. There's a similar uh, mimer of the Rebbe Hashab who Rebbe addresses how um, on the one hand we find that the essence of the soul is described uh, as the as the ten spheres, the ten the ten the ten faculties, and yet the soul is beyond that. And he says essence of the soul in comparison to the garments of the soul. So I know the word essence doesn't sound like it's a relative term. Essence is essence, um, but I think over here. Um, it, 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 it's, it's very, it is describing the essence of Chachma. It's not describing God's essence, but describing the essence of Chachma or the essence of the light of Hashem. Okay, uh, let's go now to the bottom of page Chav Base. For this question, the Friedrich Rebbe answers and explains. He answers that the reason we're using this term is because we want to talk about the Jewish people and describe them as a tzva. What's the meaning of the word tzva? which has three explanations. First of all, there is a translation that tzva means army. As the Friedrich continues on in the subsequent paragraphs and he talks about sacrifice, which by the way today is the Yartze of the Rambam, and the Rambam famously lived a life of complete sacrifice. I'll never forget how Rabbi um, Shachat uh, was giving a class in Florida. Uh, it was a scene with Rambam. And it's something you never think when you're talking about the Rambam. He says, this was Rabbi um, uh, 
manual Shachan Rishon. He said, the book of the Rambam doesn't make sense. Not one word of it. And we're looking, what is he talking about? It's the most intellectual, you know, book. How could he say it doesn't make sense? Because how could he have written it? How could he have possibly have written it? There's a, there's a letter that Ramam, Ramam writes to someone who wanted to visit Ramam. And then Ramam goes in length why, why, why he shouldn't visit him because he just doesn't have a second to breathe. How he, he, half a day he's summoned to the king's palace. Next half a day he has all these patients. And he has to deal with all the patients. And he comes home after all, he can't even eat. And, he's, and, he's, and all the energy is totally sucked out of him. And then he, just, he goes to sleep. He has to get the next day and start all over again. And only on Shabbos is able to win a little bit of Torah. That's the Ramam. That's the Ramam lived, couldn't learn the whole, couldn't learn the whole, the Ramam. So, so therefore he said, tell his friend. The only time he visited was when people visited him was when he was exercising. They would have to walk with him. I didn't hear that before. Um, oh my God. <laughs> I, I knew that. But, but, but Al-Kapan and the Rebbe says, how, how, uh, how you shouldn't say to yourself, well, I, I should only go this far because after that it's hard for me. The Ramam really lived a life of sacrifice and... Uh, and despite the, and, and um, for others, okay. Bays. The second meaning of the word tzva is shmachayin zman mugbul. Tzva means a limited time. As the pasuk says, there is a tzva for mankind upon the earth. The word tzva in that context means there is a time for mankind on the earth. You have a time. It's even There's a third translation of the word tzva, which means colors and beauty. The Firikab explains the meaning of tzva as colors as it applies to Jewish souls. Just like beauty, the greatest, the absolute beauty is something which contains lots of colors. One color has no beauty. Only a lot of colors has beauty. That means when each color is not standing by itself, rather it's part of all the other colors, that's beauty. So too is this by the Jewish people. There are different kinds of there are different levels within the Jewish people. There are those who are masters of Tayra, they're masters of the secrets and, and the supernal secrets. Masters of wisdom. There are simple people that they are masters of good deeds. That they fulfill the Torah and its commandments with sincerity. And this is the beauty of the Jewish people, that they contain all kinds of colors. That's what the Freak of says in the Maim. The Jewish people have all kinds of colors. And now the Rebbe adds the Freak of his Maim and says the following. When we say that the Jewish people have beauty, it's not just that you look, you take, you take a step back and look at all the Jewish people. You say, wow, there is so much beauty there. There's only so many different kinds of colors. Rather, every detail of the Jewish people, every, every, specific, every particular soul also has beauty. That means the beauty that's created by all the colors mixing together also is reflected in each color by itself. Once you have this beautiful painting, you look at each part of the painting, and that, that, part, that part of the painting also is, is, is beautiful. They, ha- they have these... Uh, Uh, it, well, you're looking at one specific color. 
but the beauty that is conveyed by the whole portrait is seen in every part of the portrait. Even when you're looking at just the color yellow in the portrait. But you're looking at this color yellow as it is in the context of the portrait, that yellow look looks beautiful too. It's like the twisted colors of the cords uh, that the Kahuna wears, right? You know, he wears uh, a girdle, but he wears something, his twisted linen. Oh, uh, uh, the Kahengol. Yeah, and many, many, many colors in, 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 the, in right. the materials made right. for Kahengol's right. things. Right. Right. Interesting. Um, yeah, it uses the word beauty also, the Kengal's garments. That's that's a out al- al- would be a good proof to this idea. Uh, I don't think the Rebbe brings that. That's interesting. because uh, al Akhir is a we call it Shem Tafaris. That's that very clearly that that the idea that's about the Kengal's garments, that they're beautiful. Um so this is understood also in the analogue. Just like it is in the analogy of colours, that will help us understand how it is by the Jewish souls themselves. So they has scholars first called Sukumbinesal Yachad by the Jewish people connecting with each other. That causes beauty in each, each category of the Jewish people. Even though one Jew is serving Hashem in his manner. He is serving Hashem, he's a master of Torah. Or the Jew who is serving Hashem, just, just a simple guy is doing Torah with sincerity. So each of them has a different kind of beauty because of his connection with all the other Jewish people. In other words, the Avis Yisrael that connects us doesn't just um, make the Jewish people look good, it makes you look good. Um, that doesn't explain over here how that works. Um, I could think of a couple of reasons. Num- number one is that um, you learn and you're impacted by the people, your, by your friends. So if, 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 for example, this simple guy is doing Tiramitzis with such sincerity and he has a friend who's a master of Torah, that gives him a different kind of respect for Torah study. That gives him a different kind of... He, he does Tiramitzis differently knowing that there are people out there which are, which are infinitely wiser than him. And the same is also with the guy who learns Torah all day and night and such a great genius, but he doesn't have the sincerity and purity of this guy who's doing Tiramitzis who's not so smart. And he has learned from the other guy. So, so, so the beauty of Jewish people... Um, uh, it isn't just a thing that there are different kinds of Jews, but but the fact that you connect with other people, um, first of all, you learn from the other person. That's the first point. The second point is, is that um, your connect, your obviously role, your connection to other Jew, all other Jewish people, um, makes you part of the picture. You're 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 beautiful because you're part of the Jewish people. Without that obviously role, you're just standing there as your own color. The, the beauty, the, there's no beauty in you. Your beauty is when you consider yourself and become part of that, 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 that great Jewish people. That's what makes you beautiful as an individual. Um, any, any other one? Anyone else want to share an insight of what the Rebbe means over here? How, how your color becomes beautiful because you're part of the Jewish people? I know in advertising that uh, one of the things that they, they want, you want to do with advertising is you want to create something that people want to look back again at. Right? You, you, want, you, want, you want to make a kind of thing that everyone wants to see. I want to see that thing again. That, that looks nice. So that, that, that's, that, that's something which is attractive and beautiful to the eye. It's, it's something which, is, which, which catches you. And, you. and you're not necessarily looking at just the whole picture, but you start looking at each part of the picture because the whole thing together, there was a, in Iran 100 years ago, there was a... I don't, I, this is a true story. I just don't know, remember the details of, of who and where. Somewhere in Iran there was a uh, Muslim um, sort of like a king in his region. He was a mafionaire. And some Jew, he uh, dissed another Muslim man and he stole from him or didn't steal from him he was accused of stealing from him 
and a, uh, this Muslim mafia man said, all the Jews have to be out of my country, out of my region, in three days. So the rabbi and all the community leaders met together, and while they're meeting together, the uh, wife of the rabbi starts serving everyone uh, tea. What else are you going to do, right? Uh, they, they weren't invited to the meeting. But then she asks her husband, why are you guys meeting? What happened? So he, should, so, so he tells her. He says, me and my friends, we could take care of this. It's not so hard. So uh, what happens is, is that they get together, and the next week, uh, I'm sorry, the next three days, they, they create these two beautiful rugs. And she tells her husband, bring this to the mafia guy and tell him the Jews have a gift for him. He should choose which one. And he goes to the, the guy, he's like, I don't want to talk to you. I, I, you have to be out of here. It's, this is the last day, you have to be out of here. He says, I just want to give you a gift. Okay, that's not bad. What, what kind of gift? So he shows them there's a choice. Either there's a red rug or there's one of these kashan, beautiful, uh, beautiful rugs. It's not, not a choice. This is just an ugly red rug. This is a beautiful. The, the, all the colors this is amazing. How, what kind of what kind of question is that? So so the, the rabbi said to him, same as also in your region. Your region is beautiful because of all kinds of people here. All the, the, the different kinds of people here. That's what makes it beautiful. So there is a beauty the Jewish people have by having all different kinds of people. But then there is your personal beauty, your beauty as being part of that people, that, and, and, and your connection with all other Jewish people, that adds beauty to you. What you learn from other people, there's, there's, there's all different kinds of customs, all different kinds of groups, and everyone has their thing that they, that they excel in and they learn from each other. Yesterday I was walking and uh, I see this Jew with a... Uh, so divine provenance. I decided that if I need to get out, I need to walk, I need to just, 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 just go walking. And I'm listening to a Torah class, I'll take the Torah class out. I'm going to walk out with a Torah class and whatever. There's a guy who's blind, he's walking with a walking stick. And uh, you put on film. I put on film every single day. I just, the first day I haven't put on film. And I, like, he's like embarrassed. He's on the way to link to Dav Mincha. So I go to link to, with him to Dav Mincha and I put on film with him there. And, uh, and I just see, you see a guy, Dami Mincha, a guy who's blind, it, it makes you realize so many things uh, about what, what you're doing. So the beauty of Jewish people is specifically by our connecting with each other. That's what we, we, we impact each other. Anyone else? One quick question. Three, uh, three, 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 Time. Yeah, time. time. It, it, it's all connected. Everyone has a mission that has to be done in their color for their time. You have got your thing you got to do in your time that you have to do it in the, your way that you do it. It's all connected. Okay, let's go further. Move on. Gamba Nimshol. Oh, I did it already. Uh, we're up to the line that starts with the words. Uh, Everyone has a certain amount of time in this world, and when you do your mission in, sub- in subduing evil and transforming evil, then you are part of the armies of Hashem. Okay, that's what the Friedrich explained. The three translations of the word Tzvah. Let's try to do a little more. We're up to the word Tzarech Lahavin, next paragraph. Tzarech Lahavin, Ma'u Yom Yitzhi. What's the meaning of this Pasuk? God creates days for each person. That a person has to be invested in his time. There are garments for your soul. 
And the garments for your soul are the mitzvahs and the Torah that you learn every day. There's a certain amount of time that it's given for you. Uh, and you have to do not just Torah, not just mitzvahs, but you have to do Torah mitzvahs every single day. And each time you do Torah mitzvahs, you, you just add a garment to your soul. The way to elevate the world, it would seem, is just by learning Torah and doing mitzvahs. But how come it's connected to days? Why is it connected to different days? So let's say I don't give tzedakah on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and I give tzedakah on Wednesday four times. Why is, why is it important for me to give tzedakah on Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday as well? Why is it... Uh, if you're missing one day, the Zohar says you're missing one garment. God created days. And only by fulfilling each day can you achieve the end of the Pasuk, as we'll explain what that Pasuk is soon. So what's the significance of doing Torah mitzvahs specifically in different days of your life? Why, if the purpose is just the, to achieve this amount of mitzvahs, so who cares when you do them? Tzemachetzedek explains... That was going in order over here, if you noticed. The Alta Rebbe, then the Mitra Rebbe, then the Tzemach Tzedek. Um, the Tzemach Tzedek explains that you're doing Tzemach with your soul in your body. And because your soul is in your body, it's possible that there's a mixture of other un, un things that are there that are unwarranted, that need to be washed. If this is similar to the meaning of the expression of our sages, good deeds. It's not enough that there are deeds. It's important that your deeds should be good, meaning that your deeds have to be washed. The way to wash your deeds is through davening. It's known that the elevation of all of your turn, all of your mitzvahs, and also the, the divine flow that comes through your Torah mitzvahs, it all happens when you daven. When you daven, all the mitzvahs you've done between the last davening and now ascend. And all the divine flow that's supposed to come down in merit of your mitzvahs descends. It all happens through your davening. What davening does is davening cleanses, uh, cleanses you. I, don't, I wish I knew the words of the Rebbe in the, uh, this letter that writes to somebody who was involved in creating a certain kind of... Um, it's a beautiful book, and anyone hasn't read it yet, it's called um, Listening to Life's Messages. And if you read it, you can read it again. Um, and everybody speaks there about the various professions and what, what each person is supposed to learn from their profession. Baal Shandav says you're supposed to learn from everything, but if something you're doing every day, it means Hashem is especially pointing to you to, to pay attention to, to a certain message, if that's something that you're doing every single day. So in one of the letters, it speaks about... Um, uh, to a cleaner, to someone's run, running a, a, a cleaners, and it tells them how um, that, that, that the way cl- the cleaners works is that you, you press the garment and you put certain chemicals on it and, and, and hot water, and uh, the Rebbe speaks about how the hot water is your davening, and it's possible that other kinds of thoughts can be entering your mind when you're doing you're not doing them altruistically, and you need to clean the garments, and how do you do that? It's, it's through the, a warm gishmaka davening, that 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 uh, 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 straightens you out, and 
So, so that's, that's, that's necessary because the soul's in the body, so the body has all kinds of other reasons why the body's doing whatever it's doing, and that's why it's necessary to have davening to elevate and to purify our, our deeds. So um, as to why they need to be done every single day, we didn't get to yet, Mr. Shem will get to one Sunday. Listening to life's messages. Yeah, it's fantastic.